To Dark Alignment Podcast. I'm Brittany. And I'm Maruka Rose. And we are a true crime astrology podcast here for you and all of your true crime astrology needs. So, <laughs> um, last time that we were here, we covered Brittany Spears in honor of Sagittarius season. We mm -hmm. released that episode on her birthday, celebrating her freedom. Amazing stuff. A lot more to come with that story, obviously. It's mm -hmm. continuing to unfold, but we had a great time uh, looking at her chart and then looking at some charts of uh, some garbage people around her. Um, so this time, this is season three, episode six, we are going to be covering the Zodiac. So this is going to be the a really Zodiac. fun one. Um, so please make sure you are connecting with us so you don't miss out on any of our hot goss and hot news. Uh, so you can like us. Mm -hmm. You can follow us on social media. Mm -hmm. You can follow the podcast. We're at Dark Alignment mm -hmm. on pretty much every platform. You can get on our Patreon and get exclusive behind the scenes like uh, everyone over on this other camera. Is yes. Uh, they got to see our behind mm -hmm. the scenes. There are three tiers to our Patreon, but all of the tiers include live streaming every single episode. So that is fun. So please like, follow, subscribe if you're on YouTube. Um, and then if you're on like Apple Podcasts, rate and review. Like reviews are huge. It really helps people find the podcast. It boosts us up in the ranking. Um, and we would really appreciate that. It's a free way to help us out. But if you feel so inclined, you could join our Patreon. Mm -hmm. um, again, three levels. You get to choose that which one fits your life the best. So, And we also have merchandise. We do. We so do. we have uh, custom candles by Anastasia Blue Alchemy. They smell amazing, and when you light them, it looks like blood. Um, so I love it so much. I love it so much, too. So we also have stickers available. So here we go for YouTube. You can see they are fantastic. Uh, they stickers. say, oh, let's chart this bitch on and them. And this one. Oh, yeah, we got them everywhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, it says, you know, it's got our logo and everything um, by Collab Design Company. So shout out to Brittany for doing her, her name is Brittany, the designer. My name's also Brittany, but yeah. It's we confusing. like to work with a lot of Brittany's. We do. I've mentioned mm -hmm. my own name like 16 times already, um, referring to three different individuals. So it's, it's confusing. Uh, <laughs> other cool thing I want to plug the book that you just released, the mm, journal you just released. Mm -hmm. I bought one already. So if you want to talk about that for a minute. Uh, yeah, I put out a real minimalistic, um, simple, like, astrological journal it has all of the dates all of the significant dates uh, in the beginning and then it has a bunch of journaling pages so you Yay. can uh, have all of that in one little book and i i really like the cover design i did i'm excited I'm i haven't gotten my copy yet so i'm like anxious but i'm excited i'm super excited to get my copy it should be here on monday in mm -hmm. a couple of days so i have to wait a little bit i'm excited though <laughs> um and then i will have my um book slash journal mm -hmm. coming out very soon. I've been mm -hmm. working on it for quite some time. I took a little hiatus of it, <laughs> but it is a uh -huh. dream guide and dream journal. So mm -hmm. teaching you how to kind of uh, decode mm -hmm. the sub-layers of your dreams. Uh, so um, yeah, we will give you all links to that. I'll put a link to mine um, in the description and it'll yes. be on all of our information on yeah. my website, the uh, Dark Climate website, yes. everything. It'll be on all our stuff. Mm -hmm. We both do personal readings as well, so you can connect with each of us on social media if you want to. 
um, if you're interested in any of that. So without further ado, I think we're ready to do a podcast. Are I you think, ready? I think so. Are you ready? Okay. So, okay, so. all right. So we're going to get into it. Season three, episode six, the astrology of the Zodiac Killer. Ooh. Sources for this, we have the New York Post, the Infographics Show, Wikipedia. I did my annual donation. Finally, I was late. Um, I'm very proud of myself for getting it done. There's no excuse not to. Um, so yeah, just I did it. But what if, what if, uh, I can't think of anything. I can't think of any good excuse. What so if, you know what my mom has been telling my what, grandmother? What? When my grandmother wants to pay stuff early, like she wants to pay like a full year of insurance. Sorry, I'm hate you. <laughs> In full. <laughs> like she wants to like pay stuff ahead and my mom to not mm-hmm. get her to do that started saying, well, what if the world ends tomorrow? Then we paid it for no reason. <laughs> That's what my mom has been saying. Super funny Aries logic. Um, then is that not hilarious? It works. My grandmother's just like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, but like, if the world ends, who cares? <laughs> like, what matter either way, will it? Um, so that's a reason maybe to wait is mm-hmm. the world might end tomorrow. It could I don't know. End. It that's could the end. only reason that came to mind. <laughs> anyway, also biography.com, the U.S. Sun. TMZ, which is a good time that they're getting involved in this, mm. and yeah, Phantom.com. <laughs> so, um, I have the birth info in here, but it looks like you've already got the charts. Oh, I got them. Okay. I got them. So, I'm going to talk about the basic rundown of this case. This is an interesting one. It's still unsolved-ish, so um, we wanted to cover it anyway because, like, a couple months ago, back in October... We've all heard the big news that this case had been solved, and everybody got excited, and all the memes, and we saw all the things, and it was like, um, you know, a big to-do that the Zodiac had been identified. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that wasn't actually the case. So, um, the Zodiac Killer is the pseudonym of a serial killer who operated in Northern California in the late 1960s, and he came up with this name himself. So mm-hmm. we'll talk. We'll talk about that a little bit. That's how he identified himself in all of his correspondences with law enforcement and with the media. But whoever the Zodiac is, we're going to talk about people who it might be. Um, he killed five people. Okay, so this happened between December twentieth, nineteen sixty-eight, and October eleventh, nineteen sixty-nine. So oh wait, so very... a little bit less than a year. Okay. So it was a pretty active time, like, as mm-hmm. this was happening. So it, it does help to kind of think of that timeline. And this was all, it all took place in the San Francisco Bay Area and always at a lover's lane. And this is similar to Son of Sam. Like, Son of Sam did the same thing. And we covered him already this season. So it's interesting, like, you have these similarities of attacking couples in their cars, like, during mm-hmm. an intimate moment. That's which what it's reminding me of. It gives it, like, a sexual nature because it's like, <laughs> I'm going to catch you in this intimate time. So, Can I go um, to those dates again? Or the fir- the date of the first? Uh, December 20th, 1968. Okay. And then the last one. Tell me when you're ready for that one. But, so, also... Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> ready? Okay. Yeah. October 11th, 1969. Okay. And more things about the Zodiac, just to kind of give you an idea of his character and, and kind of what he was doing. 
He made calls to the police at the scene, taking credit for what he'd done and reporting the crime. So he was reporting his own shit. Um, he claimed to have killed 37 people in total, even though there's only five that have been definitively linked. Um, after the calls, he followed up with some cryptic letters that he said they were all like in a weird code, like a written code. And he would send those to the cops and media to give them mm. details about the crime that only the killer would know. Mm -hmm. But they were written as riddles. So it was really creepy. Um, and um, again, looking at this behavior, this is somebody who really, really loves control. Um, they want to be heavily involved and like basically in charge of how everything's going to go in charge of their narrative, mm -hmm. even naming himself. So it's, it gives you a really nice idea of what type of person we're looking at here. Yeah. Um, very, very interesting. There's no confirmed DNA okay. from the Zodiac at any of the scenes. But the stamps from his letters do have some DNA. So mm -hmm. they salvaged some. Um, it's mostly been used to rule out suspects over the years. Mm -hmm. And he, like, so when he would send his letters, sometimes he would actually send in pieces of, like, the victim's bloody clothes and stuff. Oh, so he wow. was really, really playing the game and interacting. And keeping and, the control. I can yeah. see a lot of the control on his chart. Uh, or one of, one of the possible. Well, I was going to talk about the unsolved status really quick and then talk about the suspects. Like, we'll get into... Yeah. So this is pretty short, but the San Francisco uh, Police Department has marked the case inactive. Mm -hmm. So that was in April of 2004, but they reopened it in 2007 or some, some point before March 2007. Mm -hmm. And the case is still open in the city of Vallejo, um, as well as Napa County and Solano County. The California Department of Justice has maintained an open case file on the Zodiac murder since 1969. So it's Dang. still open. So now we're going to talk about the, the main suspect that we'll look at his chart here mm -hmm. in a second. So the primary suspect, yeah. as of October 6th, 2021, mm -hmm. Gary Francis Post was named as the guy, and we got all excited, and then it was like, okay, great. So, like, who who says it's scary? Um, right. According to a group called the Case Breakers, they're a group of more than 40 former police investigators, forensic analysts, journalists, and military intelligence officers. So, like, it's a really qualified team of people who devote themselves to this. Mm -hmm. And uh, they say Gary's totally our guy, so we're going to speculate just a little bit. So, who <laughs> the fuck is Gary? Okay? <laughs> Who's this guy? Um, he was an Air Force veteran. Okay? So, mm -hmm. you, that's a personality type that may, like, you mm -hmm. know, like to be in charge and kind of leader, oh, like, absolutely. in control. Um he later became a house painter, and of course, you know, he may or may not have been the Zodiac Killer. But another thing that supports him possibly being the Zodiac involves some weird personal life stuff and some weird beliefs. So, okay. he was revealed to be the ringleader of a group of men he trained as killing machines, which is kind of like a weird, like, militia thing that he was doing. So, like, not good, and I guess he lived a really bizarre double life and he like he moved away from the california area to a small town in nevada mm -hmm. and started kind of doing like a private militia type thing so reasons it's probably him 
I'm going to go through a list and then we'll like, I feel like that'll be a good transition into yeah. like taking a look at his chart. Yeah. So first of all, this is, has everything to do with his chart, but he's a Scorpio. Right. right. Not only that, he has the same birthday as the Golden State Killer. So, Ooh, what does that remind us of? Who like, went completely fucking assault <laughs> and flew under the radar for 40 years. Uh -huh. um, and Gary Francis Post is dead now. He passed away. So, I mean, even if they, it's him, like, there's nothing never... we can. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Nothing we could do. We can't interview him. We can't, like, question him. We can't right. do anything. We were lucky to catch GSK before, before he... he passed. Yeah. So. Thank you, Paul Holes. You said it so nice. I was going to say drop dead. <laughs> Thank you, Paul Holes, for your service. We appreciate you more oh. than you know, Paul Holes. Yes, okay. Paul Holes. Um, <laughs> woo! Anyway, what's happening? Okay. If anyone... <laughs> I can't. I can't. All right. Anyways, the Scorpio, flying under the radar, all that shit. The killings also stopped as soon as Gary Post got married. So... That would definitely mm, that kind of keep it kind of nice. Yeah, you can't really sneak out and do shit perfectly in the middle of the night the way you were. Um, and several people claimed that Gary admitted to them that he was the Zodiac, and that's fucking dumb if he did. I hope he's not that stupid. Like if he, that's dumb. Um, hmm. Yeah. So he again moved to California. Around 1970. Okay. Right after the killing stop, mm -hmm. you know, like moved to Groveland. So I'm not sure where that is. Um, he also started doing some fucked up shit once he got there. So trigger warning again. That's kind of where his militia gang stuff began. Uh, Gary was described by the people who knew him well as a person who didn't have a conscience. So apparently he could just kill indiscriminately. And one source said that Gary couldn't stop after he moved away. So, like, after he, like, moved to Nevada that he, he like, really went wild, I guess. Um, he had to kill even small animals just to, like, make himself feel better, according to people who wow. knew him. Which is just terrifying and weird. Um, and then That's this terrible. source says that they know this guy killed several people. So, I'm not really sure like how deep this goes or like how reliable this source is mm -hmm. um but yeah it, it like witnesses say that he had vendettas against people and then he would like kind of like hunt them down so yeah and then again people have asked him over the years like are you the zodiac and uh he he would kind of like shrug it off like kind of yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. Okay. Oh, this is a fun fact about Gary Post. Apparently, he was a really good house painter, and he uh, once painted Clint Eastwood's mother's home. Attention <laughs> to detail. That's really interesting. Um, so some investigators oh. believe that he's the Zodiac because he's physically similar to the composite sketch of the killer. So... Mm -hmm. Um, in this sketch, it featured forehead scars, and anagrams sent to the police revealed his name, apparently. So, like, in his coded letters, mm -hmm. I guess they somehow decoded it and have Gary Francis Post somehow in the letter. <laughs> I don't know how to decode stuff. Um, 
And also, another thing, apparently before he passed away, he started giving away some of his weapons to people. So it seemed like he was trying to kind of, like, scatter them around and, like... Interesting. Yeah, to kind of make it where they weren't... It was harder to... Like, connected to him. I don't mm-hmm. know if they were murder weapons. Um, I saw that was that was interesting. And it's now being um, investigated and looked into by forensic labs, so... Have you ever thought of working in a forensic lab? Because you work in a lab currently. I think I thought about it for a minute, but I don't. I don't know if I would have to get like another kind of certification or degree to do that. Oh yeah. Or not? Huh. Maybe not. I don't know. It'd be interesting. It'd be really cool. I don't know how many there are around here. Yeah, I, I mean, it'd probably be the capital. I'd yeah. have to move. Yep. Yeah. You'd have to move. Not worth it. Um. <laughs> But there is a really strong chance that our modern technology can mm-hmm. somehow figure this out, that they can somehow tie things in, that they, you know, that, that is, again, how GSK was caught. Mm-hmm. So modern technology brought him down. This seems to be the only way to take down a Scorpio. That's the only way. Um, yeah, you need the DNA. You need, like, the underlying little small things you have to investigate, really, like, really challenging things to investigate to catch them. So these are just basically his his personal demeanor, his background, his history, his level of violence, um, the the confirmed confirmed. I'm saying that with air quotes killings that he committed in this militia group or whatever, and just how violent in nature he was and how aggressive he was. It it would be surprising to me though for him to kill so hands off. Mm-hmm. That would be the kind of thing that I don't know. Like, but I don't know. Son, it seems like he's going to be like in on the action. Yeah, I don't know. But he also loves guns and loves ammunition. And he's got these um, buddies that are killing machines, right? Yeah, he's training them to be a killing machine like him. So it is making me wonder maybe too if part of it is like just the fun of using his guns and like control. I don't know. Like what he's been, what his training is in. Like, let's see what is on his chart. Like, because we don't know anything (laughs) at all about this guy. We we have very little information on his like childhood Mm -hmm. background. We know he got married. We know it coincides with dates of the ending of the killings. Mm hmm. What do we see on the chart? So, his chart, we have him at November 8th, 1937, California, around San Francisco. There is no time. There's no time for either any charts. Yeah. <laughs> any charts today. There's none. Um, but we have a good bit of information. We have, uh, I also pulled their life path numbers just for fun today. Oh, nice. So, he's a life path three. Would you want to do that first? Yeah, let's do that first. Get I don't, that out of the way. I'm not, I don't <laughs> usually remember the life path stuff. I mean, if you if you kind of remember numerology, a lot of it yeah. kind of ties into the meanings within astrology. So, like, you okay. can kind of relate it that way. So, like, think, like, third house kind of stuff. Okay, that's helpful. I mean, it's not identical, but it's, it's no, similar. No, I like that reference. I like yeah. learning things in chunks. And, mm-hmm. like, okay, so, like, third <laughs> house is like a Gemini-ish. Like, I, I like to kind of put it all in a bucket mm-hmm. together and say... This is how I, that's how I, I yeah. remember it all. And then if you take a tarot course, like, they also kind of go through the numerology of the cards. Like, uh-huh. with the numbers on the cards also yeah. meaning. So, three, like, you kind of have, like, this creation energy because you have, um, like, one thing and another thing come together to make a third thing. Like, mm-hmm. you and me came together to make a podcast. Ooh. Um, you know, um, uh, what is it, the, you know, the birds and the bees. 
the like a if a if one person and another person love each other very much, they can come together and make <laughs> a little person. Whoa! <laughs> See, like three. It, yes. Three. Okay. So, um, <laughs> creation uh, a little bit, um, so they can uh, be you know more in in the flow of like creating things, creative, um, social uh, kind of. Like more social, generally kind of like social light type of joy of life, just enjoying conversation, enjoying like playing the game, like socially. Okay, um, that makes sense and, you for know. being in like a militia and like a group yeah. setting, like wanting that little community. <laughs> uh huh. Is... And also like kind of making things into this like witty little game, like feels very. We're gonna turn you on the killing <laughs> machines. It's a great I'm gonna time. create this kind of witty little game. I it's thought that was so kind of... weird. With this, yeah. like, this weird enthusiasm under it, like I also have the enthusiasm on my notes for Life Path 3. Um, communicator, speaker, like more, you know, plan yeah. it, planner, like a lot of that kind of energy. So um, kind of thinking ahead, always thinking about the next thing. Yeah. All that. So I, I kind of see how this could fit. Uh, for him. I do too, and it's like he's enthusiastic with that Scorpio undertones. He's like enthusiastic about darker themes mm -hmm. in life. Yes. <laughs> so I'm uh, sure in death. I would, so. I would wonder if you had like a dark sense of humor too, like um, probably so. You know, because he also had he has Mar he has the Sun in Scorpio. He has Mercury in Scorpio uh, and Juno in Scorpio, and they're all pretty close together. Uh, squaring off to Ceres in Aquarius, which I, I feel like Ceres square Sun and Mercury would be kind of difficult, <laughs> um, especially like having the asteroid of like foundation for love, self love, in conflict with yourself and your mind. Like that feels very yeah challenging. Um, but his moon is in uh, Capricorn along with Mars, Jupiter, Pallas, yeah. and Pholus. So I when when it. we were talking about wanting that control, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, having all of this conjunct in Capricorn, I, it's a lot of that like needing more control, needing. Um, uh, wanting um to take action to have the control and expand it like anything where jupiter is is expansion a lot of the moon um like the a lot of the nature of the moon is to want to sorry is to want to um find like an emotional comfort like a sense of security in something so having this in capricorn like feeling, wanting to feel like you have something established, yeah. wanting to feel like you have, you know, this like foundation, wanting to have control, like uh, success, power, kind of, kind of thing. Like, um, but power in a way that it's like you reach, you reached your goal, like you're reaching some big grand, like goal. Um, yeah. To, to feel emotionally satisfied and secure. You built this whole thing up for yourself to yeah. feel good about it. Like he's built his whole. I, mission so I, of people to I feel like that fits I do too um, like when we look at just the very few things we know about yeah. him it, it like for certain it yes. does feel like 
And I mean, even that doesn't even feel certain. I guess it feels so <laughs> crazy and far-fetched that this guy would have, like, mm-hmm. people he's training to kill. But I, I guess it's kind of like a mafia style, but, like, a weird Nevada mafia. But it's so... I, I, I just know. can see it. And having, like, the precision and, like, the... Like, making all of these, um, like, like goals and steps within, like, having Mars. I'm looking at the Mars placement and like Jupiter on it is making it more extreme mm-hmm. and Capricorn Mars just having this rigidity in the way you take action like I can see him being like the trainer yeah. of like these of this group and like you know and I could see him not wanting to let go of that later because it's such a strong your Mars placement is such a strong part of who you are yeah um and you 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 need some kind of outlet for that that fire energy with that you know. Um, all of these placements, by the way, are square to his Venus in uh, Libra, uh, and some of them are also square to Vesta in Libra. So again, this like conflict it makes all of these placements in Capricorn in conflict with like his heart space and like his values and stuff so i could see why oh well i'm gonna keep this kind of secretive not only because i'm a scorpio and i have the <laughs> ability to but um and it's in my nature but it was more natural to keep things you know kind of under the surface but having it not line up with like your heart space and your values i i kind of see how if he got married like it would be a conflict between yeah. that and the marriage and maybe you would try to find some other outlet or like, um, I could see it as, you know, keeping it hidden. Um, also, I wonder like what kind of damage all of that uh, training and stuff like did to his his heart space and to how he, um, you know, views the world and what he wants in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of, there's just a really, really <laughs> difficult conflict there. Um, I think you have a Mars square Venus on your chart, don't you? Do I? I think I do, actually. Now that that masculine and feminine. Yes. I know that you mentioned like, it, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on it? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it shows up differently for me because my Mars is in the eighth You're house and places. my Venus is in the fifth house. So it feels like it's like. This side of me, it's like a sensual side and a playful side kind of like mm-hmm. fighting a little bit. So it's... And we don't know the houses for him. Yeah, for me it just really specifically shows up in like my own internal struggle between my masculine and feminine energy and trying to balance them. Like mm-hmm. trying to like find some harmony where I can experience both. Like <laughs> instead of like it being one extreme or the other. I could, Yeah. I can see that. Like, that's that's really the ideal. That's how I feel um, is a great way to kind of combat the stress of those square Well, I wonder if, like, having his Venus in Libra helps him because my, my moon in Libra helps me with it. Like, Could. I know that that's the energy that helps with Could. that struggle. Like, it, it, like, kind of mellows it out. So, for me personally. So, I'm wondering if, I don't know. I'm looking to see who else had this aspect. I feel like someone else that we covered not that long ago had this aspect, but I can't find it. Uh, I don't remember at 
all. You know, I wouldn't remember something. I was wondering what if it was GSK. So, um, I guess while you look at that, I'll go back through some of just the facts of the case. We'll just go back to what we know. It was GSK. It was GSK. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, yes. I thought you were going to say, are you kidding? Yeah, I'm serious. Oh, I, my I was God. like, oh, I'm going to The Scorpio cold case. What the fuck? Okay, more reasons it's him. I'm writing it down. <laughs> more reasons it's him. Yeah. We're going to tally up all of our reasons. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah. It's him. It, I mean, it, he does. He has the uh, Venus square Mars, Just. except GSK had Saturn conjunct Mars as well, where um, potential Zodiac killer has Jupiter conjunct Mars instead. Wow. Um, it's also okay. of opposite. So he, GSK also has his Venus in Libra. But oh it's, my square, God. <laughs> it's squaring off to the other side of the chart in Cancer. So. Very fascinating. That is super so fascinating. I'm so excited I remember that. I'm really proud of you because I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I was getting this little hint at something and I we apologize. We just keep getting to this like where I have common stuff with the damn killers <laughs> every time. Like, oh, yeah, pretty much. Oh, no. Pretty um, much, though. So more facts about the case. Things we know. We can talk about the confirmed victims. So there were seven victims in total, but two of them survived the attacks. Okay. So we're going to run through them really quick. Yeah. I, I do have dates for all of them. I don't know how many dates you want to look at. We looked at first and last mm -hmm. already, but... Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's kind of looking over a little bit. So the first couple was uh, David Faraday. He was only 17. And Betty Lou Jensen. She was only 16. So two teenagers were shot and killed awful. Um, in December. On December 20th, 1968. So right before Christmas. Like, that's so fucking sad. Um, so the next couple that was shot also very young. Michael was 19 and Darlene was 22. They were shot on the 4th of July. In 1969. So he's, this is happening near holidays. These two anyway. Mm -hmm. On a holiday, right before a major holiday. Uh, and this was in a parking lot at the Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo. Michael survived the attack. Um, but Darlene was pronounced dead on arrival at the hospital. So she, she didn't make it, unfortunately. Uh, the next couple, another young couple. Brian was 20 and Cecilia was 22. We have a different method of killing here because this was a stabbing. So this one's a little bit interesting. It makes to it me. more complicated throwing yes. a different. Um, what do you, what would the variant phrase be? It's just really interesting to do something so personal and so physical. Um, that's really high risk, and also stabbing is a great way to leave lots of evidence, lots of blood, potentially mm -hmm. cut yourself, leave your own DNA. So it's just interesting that he went from something so removed mm -hmm. to the stabbing. But I did say that at the beginning, like it was, it was fascinating to me that it was typically a gunshot. Mm -hmm. I forgot about the stabbing in there. But um, if he's, if he's, you know, a killing machine, he ought to be able to do all of it, right? I mean, I guess I just with the militia style group mm -hmm. that's typically going to be guns that does make more, more sense. But it's it's fascinating that he. And also to try to stab mm -hmm. two people. That's With hard. a gun. That's difficult. But yes. Kill that's, a machine. So I, but I can't he, just stop. I just have to make fun of that. He, he clearly didn't continue to do this. Um, because every other attack was guns. So he, might, he tried it out. But um, anyway, Brian survived eight stab wounds to the back. 
But Cecilia died from her injuries two days after the attack. So she suffered for two days, which is upsetting. And this one happened on September 27th, 1969. So this one was just right after the holidays. Well, Well, September? Oh, sorry. What holiday? Sorry. I I thought you said December. No, September 27th. um, (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So then we've got the last confirmed one here. We have, actually, wait, I think, was there one more? This is, nope, okay, this is the last one. So we have uh, a, tw- a 29-year-old. This one was a person by themselves, Paul Stein. He was shot and killed on October 11th, 1969 in the Presidio Heights neighborhood in San Francisco. So it changes up a little bit. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, these are only couple weeks apart for these two killings the other two there's a little bit more space between them because you've got december to july Mm -hmm. so there's a significant cooling off period before um you guys back out but towards the end you see the aggression kind of increase the frequency increases um fun fact fun fact are you ready so ready so ready again we we love facts because we don't have a whole whole lot of them in this case uh, including like who we're covering right now. We don't know that they are actually, that they, they might've done nothing wrong, but they don't, so far, Gary doesn't sound like a great guy. So I don't know. I don't know. I have a bad feeling about Gary. Gary trains killing machines. Therefore, he's probably not nice. I just don't trust it. I don't trust him at all. Um, so fun fact, here we go. He wore a terrifying outfit to disguise himself during his crimes. It's like a black hood. Sort of a situation. Okay. Um, it's a full body jumpsuit. So it's like a, it's a whole thing. It's a head to toe look. And it has the Zodiac symbol on his chest. So the Zodiac symbol, I'm going to draw Like a it. villain? Like a super villain? Yeah, like a su- weird super villain. Oh, he almost kind of looks like a Ghostbuster a little bit to me. Um, the symbol was a big deal because he wrote it on the victim's cars and put it in his signature when he wrote the letter. So let me draw the symbol. It's a circle with the cross through it. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. like a, it like you're looking like at a, a chart. I don't know, I'm just showing, here's the picture, like, what are we doing? Why yeah, we like the Zodiac chart, like a, yeah. Yeah, so. Well, he, he knew what he was talking about a little bit, I guess. Well, nothing about this I kind this of expected has, it to be like a Z for Zodiac. Like Zorro? Yes. <laughs> yes. Zorro took that, so he was like, like I'm Oh, it's taken, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up what a, what a chart looks I'm like. I'm calling myself the Zodiac. Um, okay, so now we're going to talk about the Zodiac letters. This is let's, a really... Well, wait, no, I want to look at charts. Okay, we're looking at Gary's again? No, at the, um, at the crime charts. Oh! <laughs> I forgot we had crime charts. You forgot? Well, this new format is we very new to it. for both of us. I'm, I'm not used to it. Let me be petty for a second. Okay. Oh, okay. Pretty. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, um, so when you pull up the chart for his... Crimes beginning is what I put it at, like uh, 12 2068, right? Yeah, yes, yes. Um, he had a lunar return, Gary did, yes, okay. Gary did. This is if it's Gary, if it's Gary. Um, it was about to be a uh, new moon in Capricorn, uh, with uh, Mercury right there as well. So he was having the moon come up to his moon and that whole conjunction and squaring off to Venus and like where's Mars is and like all of that action, mm-hmm. that action spot on his chart. Um, that getting lit up by the moon where all your feelings are coming up to the surface. And if he was already struggling with all of this, 
really makes it difficult. He'd already gone through his Saturn return, um, but he had he has Saturn at the end of Pisces, <clears throat> but Saturn was still in Aries, which I could kind of see just setting the foundation for more like action, like quick action type of feelings from him, especially since it was conjunct Vesta, which is he has squares with up to Capricorn, and the Saturn and Vesta placements are square to the action spot up in Capricorn, also creating conflict uh, emotionally there. So it was like this huge like square coming like coming up on his chart right around this time. Okay. And then it was highlighted by the moon. Um, Chiron had moved over his Saturn, which I feel is a very difficult feeling, um, especially for Saturn and Pisces retrograde. I always kind of feel for people with this placement, like not in like a, like a pity way, but like, I feel like it's gotta be challenging because, mm -hmm. um, and I've talked to people with this placement where they, they talk about how like they feel like they can't get their footing in life. Because uh, um, they're in like you know this expansive water sign where you know Capricorn wants to like build a castle and build structure and foundation and like yeah. uh, build an empire. You can't really do that in this like wishy-washy, watery, artsy, flowy space very easily. Um, it's always kind of changing and evolving and and moving. Um, and then retrograde makes it even harder <laughs> because. Saturn's not really working, like, you know, people say, like, the way it should. It's, it's uh, a lot more, like, introspective. It's very, like, more flowy, too. So it, it makes it where you kind of have to just, <laughs> like, uh, I've heard people talk about how they just kind of, like, go from one thing to another, going with the flow. Um, and that kind of seems like how his life path was a little bit. Yeah, I but um, when he said, like, they can't quite find their footing, mm -hmm. they're just kind of falling mm -hmm. into the next thing. Whatever falls in their lap, wherever, they just kind of end up. Yeah. Like if they are leaning into that energy. Mm -hmm. That feels like the best case scenario, too. Like, right. just leaning into it and just going with it. Right. But it still feels challenging. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Also huh. for him, that's kind of his life path as well. He's got, he has, there's some similar placements to me as well. Um, he's a Scorpio sun with uh, Sagittarius North Node. And when you have a Sagittarius North Node, you're kind of moving into this place of like going with the flow and taking life as an adventure and like um, just getting going on this journey and getting excited about stuff and and just going with it. So I think that also that would fit this, this crime. Um, and right over his North Node at the time was Palace, where you have to it's like time to make a decision, it's like time to make a okay. call, like on your life path. Like, Decide to go for it. Apparently so. Um, and then over his Willis placement with Juno, where he's really committed to sticking up for himself and empowering himself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there can be some aggression coming out of there. Definitely uh, aggression. He had a lot of aggression. Uh, whether or not he was actually the Zodiac, this guy was really aggressive, mm -hmm. um, according to everyone who knew him. So. Um, oh, I forgot to mention over in Aries, the north, the, the like transit north node was in Aries as well. So everyone at that time would have been feeling more like Aries warrior mm -hmm. vibes. Um, and to top it off, I can't believe I didn't say this when I mentioned the square stuff. Um, Mars was conjunct his Venus in Libra, adding to that major square. So he had Mars square yeah. Mars at the time where he started doing his crimes. 
Um, so it's so much like fire conflict, like gotta make a decision, gotta do something, like things are hard, like I, hmm. Um, Chiron was also square his natal Chiron. Um, there's so much on this, <laughs> this chart. Like it's really interesting to look at. If you guys want to hop on our Patreon and get access to the charts, like you need to see this one. <laughs> um, there's so much here. Um, a south node would have been in Libra, where his Venus and the Mars square is. Like, oh my gosh, there's so much. And then if you go through to the uh, end of the last crime that you mentioned. The 1969 uh, date? Like the final one? Is that what we're... Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it's October 11th, 1969. Let me confirm, but I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. that that's correct. That's what I put in. Yeah, October 11th, 1969. I was going off purely memory, which is unreliable as fuck. So <laughs> he was having his Mars return by the time that this happened. So, like, Mars had gone, like, all the way over to his natal Mars, um, which I want to say... Let's see. Yeah, it it just went um, straight through to that part of the chart. So it moved from Libra, from one side of the square over to the other side oh, of the wow. same square. Okay. It's moving around. Um, square dancing. <laughs> it's called square dancing. It's the technical term. <laughs> that one got you. I can't, I can't say it. If you're, if you're just listening, I, I just can't <laughs> <laughs> she's totally done with me <laughs> i like it too much <laughs> i really like it too much oh that makes me happy okay um, anyway the planets are squared they're square dancing and oh, very God. poorly they're, oh, they're no. talentless is what they are <laughs> i know how to square dance I, 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 i've done it can you please do a demonstration for Patreon later? Later, yeah. Patreon, <laughs> she's going to do it. She's gonna I'll teach you. I'll teach you some moves. Oh some my God, okay. Moves. I also did line dancing. I am and, great like, at all line this, dancing. And like all this stuff. You can Why haven't we been line dancing? I, I'm upset that we... It's like line dancing, but you need four people and you're doing all the same stuff in a square. Yeah, but the two of us can be... We, we could have been line dancing this entire time, is what you're telling me. I'm really upset. So, <laughs> I'm going to... The next time, um... The next time there's a pole showcase. February 12th. Can we... Well, maybe not that one, but... Maybe not, maybe We're going to do a line dance um, performance? Yeah. Yes. I, I think we would come up with a fake performance to show the owner of the studio. And do it. And, and then when it, we actually go to perform on the night of, we just do a line dance. <laughs> we'll go to all the trouble of learning real choreography just to get the opportunity to line dance. <laughs> or or we put it in the in the song, like in the middle of the song, where we do we, we do just have a line dance. And then we have a line dance breakdown. And this is excellent. And then it goes back. Okay, I'm down. I love right. that we're coming up with all these ideas. I'm really, I'm really excited about it. We got a little bit distracted by line dancing. Hey, they get to see our personality. Uh, the square. They dancing. get the opportunity. They get the privilege. <laughs> the privilege. That's the word I was looking for. It's also an opportunity. So you weren't wrong. Okay. Okay. Here we um, go. <laughs> so we're on this chart, October 11th, 1969, the final killing. And it, you know what? We also have to think in the context. Perhaps he was 
a man in love about to walk down the aisle and get married and move. So if if we're thinking about that as like he, the, his last hurrah, so let's let's kind of and because he got married then in nineteen seventy. Do you know what month? Um, let me see. Of when they moved. Uh, uh, do 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 communications. Nineteen seventy. I can't. Nope. I I don't have the date. Mm, okay. Well. Yeah. I have some guesses, but that's okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so during this time, Gino had moved into Capricorn, where we know is just like a hot spot for him on his chart. Um, Mars had moved into Capricorn, uh, giving him this uh, really nice uh, kind of square dance effect. That's <laughs> exactly it. Um, Ceres had moved over his Mars placement. Um, taking part in all of that nonsense. Um, and I, I'm, it's going to be interesting if we, you know, with only like a, a month later, he has the Ceres return where Ceres moves into Aquarius. Um, and we see like palette, he has a palace return. He has Juno, um, come over around to Ceres area. Again, also we have um, Jupiter coming to Scorpio near his Juno, and all of this really feels like marriagey. Okay. Um, Marriage he also times. has Mars come over to his Saturn, so it, it, I just feel like he's having a change of pace for sure, right there. Um, and that's moving into 1970, where uh, we know he did get married. But uh, back to October. Um, Part of the square dance, uh, we have Jupiter, the moon, and the sun uh, conjunct Vesta and Venus, squaring off to the Mars Capricorn hotspot. Um, also very fascinating that this was on a new moon at all, um, with new moon conjunct Jupiter. Like, it, it does feel like this big last hurrah moment and it was because okay. so he would have had Jupiter. he well he did have jupiter and the moon transit square his jupiter and moon um oh. on a new moon okay and, like, I, the moon it's, it's so much like emotion and expansion and like you know, like opportunity seeking as well but like this aggression energy the issues that he has obviously like i I mean, obviously, we don't know for sure. Um, he did this. I'm just getting careful. Allegedly. allegedly, allegedly, that's the word. Is I need the to word use. we like? I mean, he's dead. He's not gonna like come for us. But... Well, not not in this realm. Oh, anyway. <laughs> that's an important. Uh... I should do a reading on how. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to be really careful doing it, but like how the victims and like uh, killers, maybe just the killers that have passed away, feel about our episode. Oh, well, I would that be interesting to What do? if they're hypercritical? I don't know if I want that feedback. Well, then I just end it. Okay, I'll be like, great. okay, bye. <laughs> Perfect. Tell them to leave. Uh-huh. Um, the North Node also this time had moved into Pisces over his Saturn, and the South Node had moved into Virgo over his Neptune with uh, Transit Venus and Pluto. So it, it does feel like, again, like this last hurrah type thing. Um before everything shifts in his life. I, 
uh, Lilith was also coming around to conjunct his Pluto, which we can see a change in the way he empowers himself. Um, it would have been close to, well, coming up on a Lilith trine, maybe by the time he got married. But, hmm. These are really fascinating. Again, hop on the Patreon to get access to all of our charts. Okay, I need to ask you about the next... I'm, I'm feeling conflicted on which section to go to next with the charts integrated in there. It changes how I would normally do my structure, mm -hmm. my flow. So I'm going to be extra flowy this evening and kind of see what you're feeling. This is a challenge for us in our charts, okay? To be flowy, just just respect. Yeah, this is, a, this is fun <laughs> and different for us to kind of do this. It felt a lot easier to do it with uh, the Britney Spears episode. This one is a little bit, because this is such a weird case. Mm -hmm. so there's so much that we don't know. So we could either go ahead and look at our other suspect mm -hmm. or we could go through the letters that the Zodiac. We could go through communication or we could look at our other suspect and then look at communication. Can we look at the other dude first? That's kind of what I was thinking. Okay. That's kind of what I thought That's you were going to say. All right. Um, so, okay. We've looked at Gary. We've got suspect number one. We've gone over a lot of reasons why he's probably the suspect. We've looked mm -hmm. at his chart. So now... Reasons it might not be Gary. He might not be the guy. There is someone else who's been highly suspected of the Zodiac killings. According to police, Arthur Lee Allen is the most likely suspect. So this guy is the only person to ever be officially named by the police. So that counts for something. They had enough evidence to publicly name him. Um, and this guy is red flag central for me. So he's a former elementary school teacher. Mm -hmm. He's a convicted sex offender. He died in 1992. So he's definitely a piece of shit for being a sex offender. Um, but we're not sure if he's the Zodiac. And again, we can say the same thing about Gary. Like, based on what people have said, this guy, this dude was an asshole. Mm -hmm. uh, very violent. Not a kind man. And then here we have a fucking predator. So we have two pieces of shit. Which one is the shittiest by being the Zodiac? Um, this is what we're doing. If you are in Northwest Arkansas and looking for affordably priced photography and videography services, then you should definitely reach out to Nice NWA. Yes, you should. With photo sessions starting at $100, now is a great time to update your company's headshots, get graduation photos, new family pictures, and more. Looking for video work instead? Yes, videos start at just $300 and are a great way to boost your marketing engagement online with current customers and potential new customers. It's also a great way to create highlight reels of your next event or just to tell your story in an exciting and creative way. NICE is not just locally owned and operated, but is also a certified minority and veteran-owned business that started right here in Northwest Arkansas in 2017. So go check them out on Facebook or on Instagram at NICENWA or by visiting their website at NICENWA.com. Okay, so birth info, December 18th, 1933. So he is a Sagittarius. He was born in Honolulu, yes. Hawaii. I have all of that. All right, so we got we got all his birth info. We know vaguely a little bit about him. We mm -hmm. also know that he died on August 26, 1982 in Vallejo, California. He was only 58 years old, and he died of a heart attack in his home. So that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, he was apparently cleared th through DNA, fingerprints, palm prints, and handwriting. But I don't know. I don't... I don't, I, some, something tells me we still need to look at him. 
Yeah. He's supposedly been cleared, but he's... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We really know nothing. Do you, do you know? No, so we're going to speculate <laughs> instead. <laughs> That's what we do when we don't know. We're going to fucking speculate. I don't know jack shit. Um, but Look. here's a specific thing that the Zodiac did once, and it seems like it could be Arthur Lee Allen. So this is October 14th, 1969, five days after the final murder. Okay? Okay. The Chronicle... It's a news publication, received another letter from the Zodiac, and this time it contained a piece of a victim's shirt tail as proof that he was the killer. Um, also wrote a threat about killing school children on a bus. So, okay. to, to do this, Zodiac wrote, just shoot, I'll just shoot out the front tire and then pick off the kitties as they come bouncing out. So this would be dark as fuck of a teacher to say. This teacher's also a sex offender, so he chose a career path that would support his offending. He definitely could have written something like that. Mm -hmm. So it also fits the bill when it comes to risk factors. So we do know a little bit more about his younger life, too. Mm-hmm. As a child, um, he had an interest in killing animals, torturing bugs. Again, so did Gary Post. Had a history of killing animals um, and just being violent in nature. Mm-hmm. Early violence like this is a really bad sign in both cases. Um, he went to high school, so that's like kind of normal. He graduated with an Associate of Arts degree. He was dishonorably discharged from the Navy, so they're both in the military. They both have a military background. So we may see some themes mm-hmm. of control, authoritarian Oh, I already style. see it. In there, um, he lost his job as an elementary school teacher for violently molesting school children. Sorry, I should have said trigger warning before that, but fucking piece of shit. Um, in 1974, he was arrested for this, for molesting children. Um, he served a sentence at state, the state hospital. So he was actually, like, in a, in a facility locked up until 1977. Um... He was still pretty well regarded by people who knew him, though, which is weird. That people, like, described him as, like, kind of being a nice guy. And I don't like that at all. Mm. Um, but he was also described as being fixated on young children and angry at women. So, gross. Uh, the first attack of the Zodiac was on December 20th, which is two days after his birthday. So, we see these significant things. Let me fix that. <laughs> yeah, we see these uh, very significant events mm-hmm. going on for both of them. We could argue it really both ways, um, right. but it's, you know. Okay, so now we're going to get into evidence against Alan. Okay, do you want to his... do it before it looks good? Yes, because it's a small, small section, and then it's more about Gary. That's fine. And then we can feel letters. So, yeah, he, I don't have a lot about him, but direct evidence... In 1991, uh, one of the surviving victims identified Alan as the man who shot him in a police lineup. But again, so eyewitness accounts, the way our brain works, the way we encode memories, it is not reliable. Our brains are not a tape recorder. They're not a video camera. Two people can experience the same thing and they both may recall something different. Also, when you are in a heightened state or a state of trauma, you're in fight or flight mode, you are in a different type of of state, you are not encoding memories mm-hmm. in the same way you would if you were calm and relaxed. So there's, it's not, I'm not trying to discount anything a victim, you know, reports, but that is a huge flaw for lineups, photo lineups, eyewitness accounts, um, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So 
just wanted to just wanted to point that out really quickly. Um, but another surviving victim identified his voice and his physical appearance as being similar to the Zodiac. So kind of corroborating a little right. bit more circumstantial evidence. He lived near the scenes of several of the crimes. He took his only sick day of the year on November 1st, uh, 1966, and that was the day after one of his killings. The Vallejo Police Department seized a typewriter from him with a certain, it's with elite type is what it's called. So this was the brand of typewriter used to write the letters. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Um, hmm. Here we go. This is the other one where the Zodiac itself is not related to astrology whatsoever. Mm -hmm. if, if this is true. So, he received a Zodiac watch from his mother for Christmas in 1967. So, his brother says this. Um, a watch could also look like that symbol. Yes. I was going to say that earlier, but didn't want to do a spoiler. Yes. Yeah. you were on the something else. I like, so I like I, yeah. I'm glad you let me. Yeah, I let, let you arrive at both it. of those. Yes. Um, so, he supposedly received the watch, you know, in 1969. And uh, it's interesting, yeah, that Zodiac just doesn't mean what we would expect it to mean here. I think it was just, it just he thought it sounded cool, maybe. Maybe. He's like, this sounds great. Arthur is like, this is, sounds really fucking cool. Zodiac, huh? Like, I want to be that. Like, okay. Um, so, yeah, he may have just seen the word on his watch. The Zodiac is frequently theorized as having military ties. Again, both suspects have that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not like super definitive or anything there. Yeah. Let me see if there's any other notes I've got. Oh, yes. Okay, so, oh God. Arthur Lee Allen also uh, was known to keep dead animals in the freezer. And that's a weird, um, just fun fact. He wore size 10 and a half shoes, and that was what the size was okay. presumed at the scene. So that's some more like circumstantial evidence. Um, this one is great. We have pictures of the letters to look at here when we get to that point so later on. Um, but his sister-in-law saw some typos in the published Zodiac letters, and she made a really strong connection. That, that So I guess <laughs> I put this, maybe her bro-in-law was consistently stupid. <laughs> uh, because she said he commonly used the shortened phrase trigger mech in her place of trigger mechanism. And he spelled Christmas wrong all the time. He spelled it with two S's. And it was spelled with two S's. At the end? Christmas. Yeah. Like, it was spelled, yes, at the end. Christmas. You can see it in the actual letters. Oh, like, the wow. misspelling. That that was a common typo. Oh, well, that does seem very... Yeah, where she was like, mm, he's pretty stupid a lot with this exact same misspelling. So, he's it's probably that fucker. So that's a really strong one to me. That one I feel like is the strongest piece. His yeah, misspelling of Christmas, I think. Like he does the same thing. He, he speaks and writes the same way. Like, uh, so props to his sister-in-law for being like, that son of a bitch is so stupid. Like, this has got to be him. Um, there's a lot more stuff I could list, but these were like the best ones. Mm -hmm. But the fingerprints and the handwriting were not a match. Um, Arthur Lee Allen did not wear glasses like the suspect in the composite sketches. So we don't know if he's the guy mm -hmm. the other thing is he's ambidextrous so he can use both hands and maybe disguise his handwriting yeah um or like have a different variation or where it's where it doesn't match uh -huh. so that's something about so let's look at arthur lee allen and then we'll go we're gonna go back and forth all over my notes this all is right how it so 
Arthur. Arthur. Okay. December 18th, 1933, Honolulu. Life Path 1. Okay. So if we look over at Life Path 1, think leadership, pioneering, administering, administrating. Okay. Uh, strong identity, you know, courageous. Um, can also have this like downside of being like more selfish, like focused on attainment. Mm. Uh, but you know, that can also be good, like make you like an entrepreneur. Yeah, it can make you very successful um, if you're focused on like the, the goals. Success you know? at any cost mindset. Okay. Um, independent, obviously. Uh, very main character, uh, but like a short-sighted main character, maybe. Like, okay. um, or a very like goal-oriented um, main character. Interesting. Um, which I could, I could see if he, you know, he like planned his career around like one of his yes, things. like yeah, around around his the way he wanted to offend yes. Um, uh, also, that's very like I'm doing this. There's like, one more thing that I I had a handwritten note oh, yeah. that I forgot. So that another reason it could be him is there were no Whoa. zodiac letters at all coming through during his imprisonment time. So when he was in mm. jail for. Um, his crimes against children, uh -huh. no letters were coming through to the media or the compelling. police. Mm -hmm. um, but he, but the Zodiac continued. We'll get into the letters later, it the dates be, and all that. Yeah. But it's just interesting, kind of like the marriage thing for um, uh -huh. for Gary Post. The structure kind of fits. It fits both ways. You can really, like, these really do... These, this is so fascinating. I'm if, glad we're looking into these. If neither of these guys did it, who the fuck did this? <laughs> Like, what the hell? Some blend of them. Oh, my God. So They're working together. When we look at his chart, uh, he's a Sagittarius on the, about, about on the cusp of Capricorn. Um, and guess where his moon is? Aries. No. Oh, no, he's not a murderer. He's also in Capricorn. Oh, okay. And guess where his Actually, Mars is? And guess where his oh Mars my God. is? It's also conjunct the moon in Capricorn. These two are and really guess similar. where Pholus is? Also in Capricorn, I was gonna guess just, <laughs> just like Gary. Um, what the fuck? Their sun signs are, you know, like um, about like a little more than a sign apart. You know, uh, maybe like forty-five degrees apart. But their <laughs> moons are like in the same spot, and their Mars and Pholus. Um, so there's a lot of, oh, this that's is kind so of where fun. I was like, oh, I immediately see like that, that rigidity in action energy, like mm -hmm. the, like, I'm going to condition myself to be a warrior and fighter and all that, like, but in like a military standardized type way, um, and take it to an extreme with both yeah. in the same sign and have it be like their sense of security and emotional, like processing. I mean... A lot of people talk about how Capricorn moons like don't have feelings or whatever. It's just like they're harder to access. It's yeah. like easier to deal with it in like another outlet. So, oh wow, um, they so really I, do have a lot in common. I know, I know. energetically, then, which is wild. It is wild. It's so fascinating. And then when you look over at the squares on their moons, they one thing with killers like not it's not like everyone with this aspect will have this. Like become that will become a killer. Oh, but right, right. But a common killer aspect is like a debilitated moon and Mars, and um, like where your feelings are involved in your in your um, 
passionate and like the way you take action on things and what you really actively pursue and how mm -hmm. you how you go about um fighting for things and fighting in general um aggression all of that like having like a lot of stress on those placements will make this more likely to be like a, a killer so having such strong squares on both of their charts like in such a similar way is so interesting it almost makes me think like did the investigators pull their charts <laughs> like right and find similar like what if they um, had an astrologer on the team? Oh, that'd be insane. I the, love like, that. Like a crime investor or whatever so much. it was. Like, well, the next, another date that, <laughs> that uh, this similar They looked happened. at the dates and the transits. Wouldn't uh -huh. that be crazy when if they It would did? be so if, crazy. You could be a forensic astrologist. Oh, my God. Can that be a job? I, I would be really stressed, though, to do a job. There's a lot of pressure, I feel like. It would be a ton of pressure, um, but also it would be so dope. Mm -hmm. It would be so dope. So... The squares on his, I referenced without telling you what they were. Um, he has uh, the the Capricorn action hotspot <laughs> square to Jupiter in Libra, square to Pluto retrograde in Cancer, square to Uranus retrograde in Aries. Uh, so we got the Grand Cross uh, going on. Um, this is major, major, um, all these planets are not getting along. <laughs> Easiest way to say that. Um, when you have the moon square uh, Uranus, I feel like someone else had this kind of aspect too, but I'm not going to sure remember right. it like I did the other one. That was so crazy with the GSK. <laughs> like he, well, know. let me look at the GSK chart now that I... <laughs> Maybe it is him. I don't think so. It's so though. similar to what we're looking at like energetically right now. No, it's not. Um, but I feel like someone else did have a similar thing. Um, but yeah, the moon and Mars square Uranus make, you know, make all of this like stress kind of really extra spontaneous and unpredictable and like... Um, like seizing the moment type of thing. I, I could see how this would be more like, I'm going to put myself in a situation where, uh, you know, I'm, I have the opportunity to offend, um, like where, um, it's a little bit more random. I assume in the school, like whenever he had the chance to get a kid or, you know, yeah. something like that. Ugh. Um, gross. And then the square to Jupiter, um, Oh, and then, like it's it's almost hard for me to like. I don't, like part of me is resisting feeling into this chart a little bit because he's so, so like, fucking gross. Yeah, because he's such a disgusting creep <laughs> that you can't even look at his chart because yeah. he's such a. Nasty... I have kids, so it's just. Yeah. Um. Ugh. So uh. <clears throat> yeah, Mars. Uh, opposite Pluto and the moon opposite Pluto, we see a lot of this like issues with like their his intensity, uh, his like the way that he's gonna. Um, he has this next to Lilith, so it's kind of and in ca Cancer, so I feel like this is very manipulative. Like, oh, it can come off really caring, but it's too like strike. Um, you know, like, um, I, I feel like a lot of this really just speaks to, like, the 
offending at the school. Yeah, um, just like kind of bruising kids in uh -huh. and like. It's like, it feels like the classic, like, creep in the van. Yeah. But he's, like, earning their trust and building trust as an authority figure. Mm -hmm. And then, like, using that, literally chose a career path that would allow him to have access to his, to his uh, target mm -hmm. victims. It's just, and to have easy access and to be in a position of authority. So he's a really gross person. Mm -hmm. And, like, that, what you're saying, it feels almost like a grooming aspect to yes. it as well. Yes. Uh, where it is coming off of like, here, you can trust me. I'm your buddy. I'm your pal. Mm -hmm. And then um, getting these victims into a vulnerable state so that he can offend. Right. So it's really... This kind of placement is going to emotionally manipulate. Yeah. Um, Ugh, that's so gross. We also have a little bit of that with the um, with his Aquarius placements. He has the North Node and... Um, well, there's Palace here, but... North Node, Saturn, and Venus are all conjunct in Aquarius. And this can kind of make his heart space more, like, um, disciplined in a way. Like, he's going to plan out what he wants. Um, Ew, pretty, he's calculated about yeah, it. Yeah, pretty. It's, that's, a, that's kind of a cal more calculating type placement. Mm -hmm. Like, especially with the way everything else lays out on his chart. Um, there's a... Yeah, there's some aspect. There's an as a couple aspects over to the Lilith placement from there. I just feel really gross so, about it. Based on his chart, like we know he's fucking mm -hmm. gross, right? I guess the thing that throws me for a loop is he, if he is obviously a CSO, a child sex offender. Mm -hmm. um, why would he want to suddenly be attacking? adults but i guess these were young adults some of them were 16 17 like the oldest were like in their early 20s so i'm wondering i like don't why know why the shift yeah because that if, that makes me curious too like he has enough similar placements mm -hmm. to um gary where i really can see it from gary yeah and so some of those similar placements i'm like okay i see this for arthur but also see a lot of that, um, like, grooming and, and seeing. Right, I feel like he had a different type of... CSO? Yeah, child sex offenders, what it stands for. It's just, yeah, it can I just be easier sure just to it. call them something that's mm -hmm. just, like... It sounds easier to say. Yes. Yeah, I uh, think it's, it's easier then, to say, yeah. He also has Neptune in Virgo, which is more of that, like, emotionally caring manipulation. Like, like, he, it could be, go that way, and there's a big square. Yeah, I really and, don't and, like this guy at all. Um, so... I also could see, like, the way they approached things a little bit differently. Like, I, I'd love to see houses, but, like, Arthur is going to have this more, like, I'm going to take things in, like, in a, in, like, a Sagittarius type way. Like, in, in cal cal he's more, like, calculating Sagittarius. Like, I'm going to go on, like, this adventure of crime. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make a big career. I'm going to go all the way. Uh -huh. and do, I'm going to line my whole life around it. Yeah, it is mm -hmm. a very... So it could be that, like, this phase of the adventure just had, like, different elements to it, you know? Like, you okay. kind of different... Yeah. Like, went to a different town on his road trip. Well, like, also, uh, but, like, at some point, he's not allowed to teach anymore. Yeah. Um, let me see what year. Oh, that could be... Yeah, an, so... A player in this, too. Whenever that'll happened, just gross. Yeah, it's very gross. Um, on the transit chart, 
if we look at when um, the first one Oh, he happened. lost his job in 1968. Okay, so it does fit. It does fit. Okay, so he lost his job at the elementary school, so he lost access to his victim typology than what he normally... Mm -hmm. And so this would have been like the next thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like it, that could fit too. And the I'm fun approach kind of making it a fun game, mm -hmm. but like in a driven way, still fit. And they're still pretty young because his first mm -hmm. victims were 16 and 17. So he is still True. going after kids that are in True. school. I mean, they're not, you know, kid kids, not like little children. And they children, got a little but... older as he went on, right? Yeah. With like a 29-year-old. Uh, yeah, at and I end. think that is mostly because of the location and like the type mm -hmm. of shooting he's doing. He's looking at like lovers' lanes. He's looking... Also, maybe they look young. It's not like... <laughs> it's not like that's he was true. he was like IDing them when he Right, that's true. Some of the victims may have looked younger, uh -huh. like whatever the appeal was mm -hmm. for how he chose. If he is the Zodiac is on top of being a total piece of fucking shit. Because we know he's garbage. Mm -hmm. Um but So how 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 garbagey is he? Like So like, I did, I didn't put his in the same system, so I'm kind of flashing charts back and forth. Oh, okay. But there, <laughs> there's, there is a Mars, let's see, yeah, Mars Square going on, um, like Mars Square Mars, again, for him, uh, obviously, because same place, well, <laughs> so I'm getting tired, crazy. sorry guys, um, and then there's Venus, he had a Venus return. Uh, oh, Venus, um, conjunct natal Venus, uh, conjunct natal Saturn and North Node. Um, Pholus was also moving in through Aquarius, so I see all of those effects being exaggerated. Um, let's see. Um, gosh, I'm trying to figure out, I'm just looking at my notes of like, what's, what else do we have to, to cover? Um, let's see. Over his Ceres placement, the North Node had moved there. Um, I, there's a lot of, like, big effects on this chart. I'm not... Well, the sun was in... Oh, the sun... It, had, it was right after his birthday. Yeah. So the sun was in the same spot. The moon was in the same spot for him, too, because it was in the same spot for, for Gary. They are um, just so similar. Like, I, I don't want to repeat myself, but, like, it, there are a lot of... Jupiter was in his natal sign of Jupiter. Um, Mars was in his Jupiter sign all over in Libra. Uh, so another return happening. And this one would have been pretty intense because Uranus was conjunct Jupiter on the south node. Um, and Pluto was pretty close there, too. So I... There's... Like a, a lot of intensity, um, and that would have been square to his sun placement. So there's a lot of stress with the same elements coming in for him. Yeah, that's time too. So the potential is there. Potential is there. Mm -hmm. So I feel like now we should look at the letters and see if that 
points us in any specific direction. Letters time. Letters time. So, you, like, they're in our photo gallery if you want to actually look at them while we're oh, covering them. Oh, I will. Um, so, that's kind of fun. And then um, we'll have these on mm -hmm. Patreon. I think I'll also put some of the letter samples on our mm -hmm. Instagram and okay. Facebook stories. That good. Just so, you know, people can see what that looks like. Yeah. Um, um, the... Um, Jeez, no. But uh, the other, the end crime chart would also have a lot of similarities the same way that the beginning one did, obviously. For yeah. any of you guys that might be curious about what the aspects were for that. Um, again, very similar with the way that their charts lay out. So, are we ready for yes. letters? Are we ready? ready? For letters. Okay. I'm going to pull up the pictures. So, the zodiac letters, the first ones came through. There were three at once, actually. So, this is kind of a heap. Made it a game. Again, it's like a game, mm -hmm. which we saw a lot of that theme. So on August 1st, 1969, three letters prepared by the killer were received at the Vallejo Times-Herald, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Francisco Examiner that were nearly identical, but they were like a three-part series, with each publication receiving a piece of the letter. So he didn't give anybody the full letter. He split it up and gave wow. it to three publications. Okay. So the writer of these letters claimed to be responsible for the murders that had already happened because this is in the middle of it. The killing started in December of 1968, and this was August 1969. So this was in the middle of kind of the spree as it's sort of wrapping up. Mm -hmm. um, so saying, hey, I did these, I committed these crimes. Each letter also included one-third of a 408-symbol cryptogram that the killer Claimed contained his identity. Again, that was linked to Gary Post at some point. Um, so it's kind of jumbled around. With I've skipped around in my notes a lot. So we've talked about some of these things that were introduced here. <laughs> it's a good time. Bear with me. Um, but with the letters, again, we see the element of control. Anybody who's communicating with the police, anybody who's communicating with the media, they're playing cat and mouse. They're playing a game. This mm -hmm. is all about fucking control. Every single time that you see this in any sort of crime, he also demands, he makes demands of everybody. He's like bossing them around, telling them what to do, demanded that all three parts of his letters be printed on the front page of each publication, or he would, this is a direct quote, cruise around all weekend killing lone people in the night, then move on to kill again. Until I end up with a dozen people over the weekend. So, he's like, hey, if you don't print this how I want, I'm going to kill 12 fucking people. I'm just going to drive around and shoot people. And so, 12 could be could astrology yes, related or, or clock related. Holy shit. Oh, my. That just blew my mind. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I thought, oh, she's already done. No, this. my brain went to astrology, <laughs> not to the clock. It would also work for the clock. Fuck. That is, okay. I need to, that gave me chills a little bit. I need to. Okay. Square <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so a week later, August 7th, 1969, another letter is received at the San Francisco Examiner, and I'm going to read uh, the beginning of it. Okay. Dear editor, this is the Zodiac speaking, so he gave himself the name. Introduction. Yeah, that's the first time that he used a name. So the letter was a response to a request made by the chief of police for more details that would prove he was the actual killer. Mm -hmm. So the cops are like, we don't believe you. We don't know this is you. So in the second letter, the Zodiac included 
the extra details as requested that had not been released to the public. So there was also a message to the police that when they cracked the code in his letters, they will have me. That's his words. Uh, the third letter was weird as fuck. So August 8th, literally the next day, 1969, they did crack the code in the Zodiac's cryptogram and it was pretty fucked up. It had a misspelled message. Again, he's very not good at typing. Misspelled message where um, he said he was collecting slaves for his afterlife. Super weird and gross. Uh, no name appeared in there from what I understand, but the killer said that he would not give away his identity because it would slow down or stop his slave collection. I don't know. Um, but he did continue to communicate with the authorities for the remainder of 1970. So he mm -hmm. wrote letters, greeting cards that he sent to the press, um, and one letter postmarked April 20th, 1970, the Zodiac wrote, my name is blank, followed by a 13-character cipher that hasn't been solved to this day. I need to go see it. Isn't that crazy? Not that I, I think I can solve it. Um, I, think this, I want to see it. Zodiac sent uh, another greeting card to the Chronicle on April 28, 1970, and he wrote this on the card. I hope you enjoy yourselves when I have my blast, followed by, you know, his little symbol, the little circle with the cross in it. And on the back of the card, he threatened to bomb a school bus, a fucking school bus. Arthur, is that you? Um, Arthur. <laughs> fucking school bus, unless the newspaper published the full details that he had written. So... He also wanted to start seeing people wearing some nice Zodiac. He wrote buttons, but it's misspelled. It's like Bootins. <laughs> I see some other misspellings. Like yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Rampage, Fry Night. I'm, sure, I'm assuming that's Friday night, but it's like F-R-Y night. Uh, oh, he, he really can't spell. So now we're going to get into one of the actual letters that he wrote, word for word, with typos. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I hope you are having lots of fan in trying to catch me that wasn't me on the TV show, which bringo up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because, and because it's spelled with two A's, it's a hot mess. It was be case. It looks like be case. Mm -hmm. It will send me to, oh God. It, it's crazy. The typos are so bad. I can't figure out what this word is. Par paradacle all the sooner but this the n is an h jesus christ because e now have enough slaves to werve for me where that's got to be work um where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise paradise with a c at the end oh, so they aren't afraid of death they are afraid of death. I am not afraid of death because I know that my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise death. So his fucking notes are like a rambling, incoherent, hot mess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the Christmas, Christmas with two there it is. I wanted to. I could almost see it as a semicolon. I doubt it. I doubt it. It is like no. <laughs> It kind of almost looks like he didn't separate the dot. This motherfucker top. was not using semicolons. I know. He but can't I mean, spell this other S. It kind of looks like that one too. But yeah. but compared to the S next to it, it doesn't. I mean, he literally. Spelled, it's all bad. He spelled fun F A N. He's not using semicolons. <laughs> no way. He's not using semicolons. There's no way. Um, 
So that was a good time. Uh, okay, like, so was it Gary? You know, let's let's revisit that again. We've looked at both of them. We don't know, but there's another fucking cryptogram. This is where no one could crack the code for 51 years. So on December 5th, 2020, it was deciphered by an international team of private citizens, including wow. an American software engineer, an Australian mathematician, and a Belgian programmer. Um, but they didn't tell us anything at all. So kind of crazy. If it's not like, difficult, it almost makes you think it's not a real cipher. Right. Like the, they decoded it and then it wasn't like anything valuable. So right. it didn't have his name, but they worked on it and devoted their whole life to like cracking it. I would think, like, maybe he just put some random stuff. That's, well, in that one, he said, like, ha-ha, you think I'd give you money? Yeah. Kind of, like, he's kind of an asshole about it. Yeah. Um, it so, kind of fits. Like, maybe it was nothing. Then the date of another one. So, November 9th, 1969, the Zodiac mailed a seven-page letter stating that two policemen stopped him and actually spoke with him for several minutes after he shot one of his victims. Again, the date. It's the day after Gary's birthday. Is this how he liked to celebrate? He, is this what he did? Like, you can argue that both of them celebrated their birthday with murder stuff. Yeah. Like, it's super weird. Um, endless suspects, too. Like, these are not the only suspects. I looked at a list. I wonder if they all have Capricorn moons. Oh, wouldn't that be funny? I actually came across a bunch of that were, like, famous people. Like, the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski, was on there. The Manson family was listed as potential suspect. Like, it's crazy because we also almost did the Manson girls for this episode, and there was a, a Manson sink mm -hmm. to this crime. Wow. Which I didn't expect. So, so when I found that. that should be the next one. Yeah. So when I found that in my research, I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, so now we're going to talk about when Gary died. We talked about how Arthur Lee Allen died at age 58 mm -hmm. of a heart attack. Gary Post was suffering from osteoporosis atrial fibrillation and hypothyroidism he died at the age of 80 so he had a long life august 23rd 2018 i do have a death date <laughs> his remains were scattered in the sierra mountains and here's where tmz comes in according to tmz so, would they both died in august oh fuck did they really they both died in august but different oh. years oh my god yeah, actually, I think you're right. I think we have August 20th. With similar charts, I mean, it's kind of interesting. That is look at, weird. Look at the sun interaction. Uh, okay, so uh, Arthur Lee Allen died August 26th, and Gary Post died August 23rd. Different wow. years. But that is crazy. They have a lot of What the comments. fuck? <laughs> and then according to TMZ, Gary Post died from sepsis, septic mm -hmm. shock, dysphagia and vascular so dementia. health issues as well. Um, his death certificate indicates... In Virgo season. Yeah. Oh. Health, health season. Poor his, health season. Both of them in the uh -huh. health thing. So his death certificate indicates he was also married, but his wife's identity is a mystery still. So we don't know. Oh, wow. Um, unsolved as fuck. We've got nothing. According to the police, the case is not solved. The killer has not been identified yet. The Zodiac Killer case remains open. The FBI says they have no new information to share. Um, the FBI's investigation in Zodiac Killer is, yeah, nothing, nothing great going on. Um, and then this is a direct quote from the FBI. Due to the ongoing nature of the investigation and out of respect for the victims and their families, we will not be providing further comment at this time. Wow. So, 
We don't know fucking anything, but we do know that both these two individuals who are suspects are extremely similar, died almost the same date. Similar. Similar charts all around. Similar afflictions on their charts. Like, it's so weird. It's very, it's very weird. The parallels between these two individuals, but they did offend very differently. They're both aggressive, both violent. Arthur had some different things mixed in. Um, yeah. Some additional things mixed in. For I sure. Here's some final thoughts. So are we looking at their death stuff? I'm, I'm just kind of looking. I got compelled to pull. I like it. The other death. Um, so we were looking at. Yeah, I'm not, not looking. I'm not pulling an exact chart, but I wanted to get an idea of kind of like the. What's the energy? Long term placements yeah. around it, because there's gonna doing. when you have like someone pass away, the chart kind of has to allow someone to pat to die, right? To yeah. like move on with their life and well led me to end it and to move on to whatever else you believe is after that. But um, have I mean, it shows more evidence on how, like, people with similar charts could um, die at similar times due to the aspects uh, coming together to allow that to happen in a similar way. Like, yeah. Um, not that... Yeah. It's just really interesting. So I wanted to look at it. Yeah, so See if there's anything else, like... I just wrote down Lilith the was in Aquarius in both charts. Um, and I'd have to look at those more later. We were going to conclude. Um, but Mars was also on the south node on both charts. So seeing, seeing some similarities is just so cool. It is very, very fascinating. Mm -hmm. Like just how many things, like how much overlap there is between these mm -hmm. two suspects, and again, both are dead. No one has been definitively... Um, Mercury was in Leo in both charts, too. Oh, wow. All right, let's, let's, let's be done. Let's yeah, be done. nobody's nobody's <laughs> been able to say it's either one of them, and even if we were able to prove it, uh, neither one of them is going to be paying the consequences for their crimes, so... I don't ever want to say it doesn't matter because it does matter because mm -hmm. victims deserve justice, families deserve justice. I have, yeah, I hope somehow with modern technology, with all the evidence that is still being investigated and the fact that this case is still open and a lot of people are very dedicated to it, similar to GSK, I really hope uh, that somehow this crime can be solved. But thank you guys for coming on this journey with us. This one has been a wild ride of an episode all about speculation. It's been a lot of fun. We had to cover the Zodiac, though. We're just, even if it's about a fucking watch, we needed to cover it on this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is right up our alley. Yes. <laughs> so if you loved this story, you enjoy the show, we would love to know about it. Give us a mm -hmm. comment, give rate, review, subscribe, like, follow, join our Patreon mm -hmm. if you want to do something a little bit extra. If you want more content, we do some really fun stuff on there. We've been doing the Astrology of the Senses series. We have done uh, mm -hmm. Smells. The zodiac signs of smells we're going to do the zodiac signs of flavors we're also going to do a special little thing about do you dress like your rising sign and <laughs> or, this is 
things. Or what other parts. Or what chart. other part mm-hmm. of your chart, like where, like how do you present yourself aesthetically? Because mm-hmm. um, mine being moon sign, I don't know. She's, she's all wrapped up in her, her Virgo drama about it. Well, but, <laughs> yes, I am. I feel like I, can, I made some leeway today. Um, but... <laughs> Um, also, if you shout us out, we love to share the shout outs on our, our Instagram. Yes. Uh, we're working on getting some TikToks out there. Yep, all we're doing the all the things. So mm-hmm. we'd love for you guys to connect with us, follow us, um, engage with us. If you want to hear about somebody in particular that we haven't covered yet on the show, uh, let us know. We are always looking for suggestions. Have a good time with us. We're so glad um, that you have spent, I don't know how much time, your a evening, while. day, night, whatever with us. A segment of your day or unite thanks for joining us to chart some bitches and i hope that you all continue to chart all the bitches in your life happy new year merry christmas all that fucking shit let's make our way to 2022 and we'll see you there goodbye <laughs>